Hello, friends. Welcome to another episode of Tell Us a Good Story. Today, we answer listeners' questions and give you some behind-the-scenes details of why we started this podcast. We also have our very first call-in guest. So I hope you enjoy this episode of Tell Us a Good Story. The story of my life, I take her home, I drive all night. friends we're here for another episode episode 16 16 this is a Q&A sessions behind the scenes details this episode idea came from actually a couple people but the main one being my cousin mm-hmm. Martha Hasselback and she wanted to know kind of behind the scenes what led to this podcast so that's what we're going to focus this conversation on so first question we're going to we requested questions from listeners as well mm-hmm. so we have a few of those so listed on those so this one's from Martha Hasselback her question is, what led you to start this podcast? Would love some behind the scenes details. I think we have a lot of, I should say a lot, three reasons that I can think of. One is we love to laugh. We love to, you know, tell stories, hear stories. One of our favorite things is to be with friends in our basement and to just tell good stories. So I think that's where I think you created this idea or thought of this idea Correct me if I'm wrong. Correct. Yes. And then another reason we started it was because we wrote a book. Correct. I actually have it here on my lap. And I'm showing. Thank you. You and my sister designed the cover. So, but it's called You Met Her Where. And it is our journey through the last 15 years of our marriage, our trials that we have endured. For example, I was electrocuted and I've also suffered a brain tumor. Uh, my husband was diagnosed with non-Hodgkin's lymphoma and we have had fertility, infertility issues. We've miscarried. Our son was born with two holes in his heart and we are standing here today as a family of five, completely healthy, whole and restored. So that's what this book is about, except it's not like a doom and gloom book, correct? So the individuals who we have submitted this to to read have informed us that they've laughed mm-hmm. out loud multiple times. A few of them cried a little bit when they were reading what we've gone through. Mm-hmm. But uh, my dad actually said this was the outside of the Bible. This was the best book he's ever read, which is a big deal. I thought he was going to say like Dr. Seuss or something. <laughs> <laughs> so we, we must've done something right. If my dad loved it as much as he did. So well, that was mean, good. We've even given it to <laughs> pastor Keith deal, who was a guest on our show. And he said the same thing, unless it's the Bible, he's not going to read it. Right. And he, he even read told it me in, that. He read days. it in what? Two days. Yeah. He said he couldn't put it down, which, which was a huge compliment. A huge compliment. Huge compliment. And, Absolutely. While and while I'm thinking of this, listeners, oh. viewers, do not be afraid to hit that subscribe button. We need your help. Hit that subscribe button, either iTunes or on YouTube. Thank you so much. There you go. We're supposed to always get that little plug in. I was going to say, that was good. I was supposed to do it at the very beginning. You were smooth yes. with that. But so, we do have this book. So that was another thing that, that led us into this podcast. To be able to market that. Mm-hmm. If you're interested in, in one of these books, you can get it at kevinsteff.com. It will also be on amazon.com here very shortly and some other online retailers. So we're excited. We're almost finalized and ready to start shipping these out to people. So that's very excited. I'm so excited. Very I'm excited. so excited for you guys to get your hand on this. Yes. But. but another reason for the podcast 
one of the ideas that I had, we, I know we love to listen to podcasts when we've gone on vacation mm-hmm. to Myrtle Beach and we're driving late at night or early morning and we will listen to like Dan Patrick, the Dan Patrick show, which he will convert his radio show to a podcast. Mm-hmm. I love listening to podcasts on the way to work, on the way to home while I'm running errands. The problem is a lot of times I can't listen to podcasts with kids in the car or somebody else in the car, parent in the car or whatever, just because podcasts can be kind of the wild, wild west where it's not filtered, not regulated. They can be crude. They can some be of these crude. podcasts can be crude. So I love listening to some of the episodes of the Joe Rogan show. Some of the, some of his guests, right? Not all of his guests, but some of his guests I absolutely love listening to. And he's so good with conversation, Joe Rogan. However, I can't listen to it with any of our kids in the car um, due to some language, some of the material that they discuss. And I love Pat McAfee, the Pat McAfee show, his radio and, and podcast. I think he's hysterically funny. A lot of people don't, but I, I really like his sense of humor. But same thing. I can't listen to that with kids in the car. Mm-hmm. So part of this idea was to be able to provide entertainment, share and document some of our stories and some of our friends' stories, because some of them are just crying laughing on, on some of these stories. So to give an opportunity that people can listen to this no matter who's in the car with you or whatever. So mm-hmm. it's it's fun. It's clean. It also gives listeners opportunity to call us and tell us a good story. The only two criteria we have is one, it's got to be good. Mm-hmm. Two, it's got to be clean. That's the only two criteria. So that was another part of this. So next question here, honey. What has the response been to your new podcast? Oh, it's been so good, you guys. It's been so overwhelmingly positive. And that's been very encouraging for Kevin and I, because one thing that, you know, not a lot of people know is our personal lives. We're very private people. So for us to write this book is a big deal because we let it all out. We don't hold any bars. Like our life is in this book and it took a lot. It took a step of faith for us to do it. And then we've now journeyed into this podcast where we again are an open book. We're an open book, which is definitely not like us at all. So we are very private people. Mm-hmm. Very. Like I didn't even have a social media account until we started this podcast. Never, never been on Facebook. None of that. So this has all been new to me. And I'm thankful that family, friends, listeners, if you have not liked this podcast, if you've not liked some of the stories we've shared, you've not told us. Yes. Thank you. Thank you for that. Thank you for that. Because as some of you may know, when you do anything new, and again, our background is nowhere near this, No, not even close. (gasps) My background, I'm a CPA. I'm a finance guy. I've never been in radio. I've never been in journalism. I've never been in IT, this technology, media, none of that. So it's completely new. Never even been on camera, let alone record this podcast. So if we had received some criticism in this infancy stage, that could have been traumatic to us as we are kind of putting ourselves out there Mm -hmm. with some of these stories and how it's just how real life is at times. If we had received criticism, that could have been tough to to deal with. Mm -hmm. And I know it will come as this, as this gets bigger, as we're believing it will, it will come. However, it didn't come in these this first two, three weeks, yeah. which has been nice. It's been very encouraging. So thank you listeners for your messages, both publicly and privately, because it's meant a lot to us. So thank you. Mm. So next question, this is from our teacher friend and one of your best friends, Michelle Geringer. She says, what 
have you been surprised by? Oh, you go first. My, <laughs> what I've been surprised by, one, how much fun this has been talking to folks. Mm-hmm. Okay, I've been, I've been very surprised at that. I have loved, absolutely loved having the guest on, listening to their stories, both fascinating, hilarious, funny. That's been awesome. Mm-hmm. The other thing I've been surprised by, and don't take this the wrong way, honey, how natural you are at this. <gasps> Thank you. Thank you. And again, don't take this the wrong way. I did not know what type of conversation we were going to get when we hit that record button. Because you really, I mean, you're a nurse. You've not, and I haven't either, but we haven't done public speaking. We haven't done all this stuff, right? So I've seen executives. I have seen business people who are phenomenal, have a big personality. And when they get in front of a camera, they get on stage, they become a completely different person. They freeze up when they know they're being recorded. And I didn't know how you're going to react to this. Mm-hmm. So for you to be natural, I guess, and literally still have the same conversation like we do every day mm-hmm. was surprising to me. You know, I think this is a good opportunity to tell people <laughs> that I was not his first choice as co-host of Tell Us a Good Story. In fact, I was not his second choice. Or his third choice. Yes, you were. No, I was not. Fourth choice, people. Fourth choice. You know it's true. So here's what happened. So here's some real behind the scenes (laughs) details here. (laughs) I had this idea. My buddy, Fu Manchu Man, Joe Mock, is a phenomenal storyteller. I love hearing his stories. He has a million stories. And typically, we are dying laughing at his stories. Mm -hmm. I pitched this idea to him of tell us a good story. And he loved it. Absolutely loved it. The problem is personal lives, professional lives, mm-hmm. there's just so much going on. And so he was not able to commit to recording these episodes just given how crazy busy his schedule is because he's a high school track coach, head track coach, and a parent and a teacher. And so he's got a lot on his plate. And I'm glad he said no because given a time commitment, there's no way we could have recorded these episodes mm-hmm. and organized our schedules around his schedule, my schedule guest schedules, it would have been incredibly tough. The second idea I had, and this was, this was an idea. This wasn't, this wasn't, I didn't even float the offer out there, Mm -hmm. but I had said it would be funny if we recorded somehow my buddies and I on a podcast because we do an annual road trip, as you know, Mm -hmm. to an I stayed away game every year. And that entire weekend, the entire conversation, I am dying laughing because my buddies are cracking jokes. They're telling stories that have happened throughout the course of the past year, telling about their family, their kids, whatever. You know, I thought it'd be funny to share that type of conversation mm-hmm. with listeners because it is hysterically funny. And I'm literally just throwing out a question and letting these guys take it from there. How many friends go with you on this trip? Three. Oh, so I am the fourth choice. <laughs> Let's do, who's the CPA? Some, who's the CPA? One, sometimes, two, three, four. sometimes four. Uh-huh. But yeah, but no, you were second that I pitched this to, dear. Because you realized your other buddies couldn't do it. If Joe couldn't do it, there's Again, no way your other I ones could I said I didn't know what I was going to get. I didn't know if you're going to freeze <laughs> up when they hit that record button. And you have been well exceeded expectations. Mm-hmm. And I'm mm-hmm. sure we will talk about this later. As soon as we totally stop will. hitting that record button, <laughs> we're going to have a side conversation about this. <laughs> 
bless you. Okay. Next question. Wait, I didn't finish my part. Okay. What have you been surprised by? By our guests. The guests that we've been having on our show, never in a million years would I have thought I'd have a conversation with Jack Park. Right. Jeff Hardings. Like, these guests that we've been you know, blessed with, it's been so much fun yeah. to just hear their stories. Well, when we've had them on, we've been very cautious to not take up too much of their time, right? Yeah, because yes. we've had, typically it's been about a 45 minute conversation mm-hmm. and then we'll edit it down to like 30, 35 minutes. But what's, what's tough is, I mean, the goal is we're having a conversation with guests as if we're at dinner, mm-hmm. we're having a dinner conversation and it's just very comfortable, very natural. And the temptation is, we could we could talk to Jack Park for two oh hours. Oh my gosh, we could very easy. Yeah, we could we could talk to that guy about anything under the sun with high state football or whatever. In fact, we actually stopped. We you know thanked him. Stopped. <laughs> yes, he talked to us for another fifteen or he twenty did. minutes, yeah. and I'm like, oh, the stuff he kept talking to us about. I'm like, oh, that's so good, Kevin. Can we please do another show? Can we please do another show? Because it yeah. was such good stuff. Well, I've been surprised. Each one of our guests has also told us, as soon as we stopped recording, hey, that was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. And a few of them even said, hey, I would love to come back on as a guest down the road in the future. Which was such an honor. Which has been nice. So mm-hmm. that led us to believe, okay, we're doing something right. And I'm praying that that conversation, that fun, translates to whoever's listening to our podcast. So this is from Fu Manchu Man, Mr. Joe Mock. His question that he submitted was, what has been the most challenging aspect of learning how to start a podcast? And I'll let you go first. Well, considering I am the fourth choice and I just <laughs> sit here, honestly, I haven't had an issue with it. The biggest thing for me as a mom would be trying to keep our kids quiet. That's been my biggest challenge. So we literally record during nap time, uh, bedtime. So just to keep kids quiet has been my biggest challenge. But I have it easy compared to you. Yeah. You have taken the bull by the horns and literally started this puppy up and you've been phenomenal, but it's been a lot of work. Well, I'm thinking of the, I think think it's maybe two weeks ago we were trying to record and we were sitting here recording (laughs) and we hear our four-year-old Elle (laughs) singing at the top of her lungs from upstairs in her bedroom, let it go from frozen, just belting belting it out, top of her lungs. And so we had to hit pause. I had to go upstairs. I'm like, listen, honey. I know you have the voice of an angel she here. Does. Okay. So pretty. So pretty. However, I need you to muzzle that for the next <laughs> 20 to 30 minutes. Okay. When daddy comes back in the bedroom, then you can start singing mm-hmm. at the top of your lungs again. Yep, okay. Can. I promise. But right now I need you to, it's quiet time. Okay. So yes, that has been a challenge. Mm-hmm. Keeping this house quiet yeah. with three little ones. For me on the equipment side, technology side, all of it. All of it has been challenging. I'm not a tech guy. I'm not a media guy. So just have to figure out everything. And there's little tricks and tips, everything you do. For example, here's a here's a good example as a challenge. Steph, what version are we on right now of recording episode 16? <laughs> this is our third attempt. This is our third <laughs> conversation. It's so bad. So we recorded this conversation the other night mm-hmm. and it was late at night. And for us, late at night is between mm-hmm. nine and 10 o'clock. Yeah. So we ended 10 o'clock, this conversation. When I started reviewing it, I'm like, you know what? We were so dull. It was boring. We didn't have the energy at all. I didn't feel like we did a good job. And if I'm bored listening to us, (laughs) I guarantee you these listeners are going to be bored out of their mind and they're going to be click and go right to the radio. Yeah. So 
on Saturday, I said, Steph, or no, was it Sunday? It was Sunday. Sunday. we did it again. Mm-hmm. Let's do it again. Okay. We well, got this. guess what? For some reason, these headsets, these microphones were on a different setting. And we crushed it, by the way. Crushed it. St- I mean, we so would have standing ovations. Standing ovations on that episode. It. <laughs> crushed it. Okay. Like, best episode it really was. of all time. Totally. However, when I went to listen to this episode and I sent it to a producer, Guess what? These microphones, the setting was off on our iMac. The iMac speakers were on. And so it was recording us through our iMac speakers instead of this headset. All right. So it sounded like we were having conversation in a tunnel. Mm -hmm. And so the producer came back and said, hey, listen, I don't think this is up to your quality. Given your expectations, I would recommend you re-record this. I'm like, awesome. (laughs) And so last night, you're like, so are we recording tomorrow? I'm like, I don't want to talk about it. He like threw, he's like, the the producer texted him and he's like, showed me. And I'm like, oh, are we recording it? He throws the phone. He's like, I'm not talking about it. I'm like, okay, this is fun. Let's not talk right now. (laughs) We're going to do this a third time. So today I'm testing out these microphones, testing one, two, three, (laughs) record. Okay, Steph, you do it, Mm -hmm. recorded it, listened to it. So this should be working. Yes. So that is just one example of the trial and error that you have to do anything in life, anything new you start, whether it's a realtor, going back to school, new career, new job, you figure it out, right? So that's what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Thank God this did not happen to a Jack Park or uh, one of the other guests that we've had. Absolutely. Right? That we felt terrible. We didn't, that we didn't record it correctly. That would have mm-hmm. been... That would have been horrendous. Mm-hmm. So, Mr. Joe Muck, yes, all of it is challenging, my friend. <laughs> so, this comes from one of your good friends, okay. Mrs. Beth Yao, who asks, Kevin, is Stephanie as amazing as she sounds on this podcast? So, I guess I'll answer that one. <laughs> you better. So, she is even more amazing mm. in person than what you hear on this podcast. If you listen to episode number two you will know that one of the nicknames I have for my wife is 395 because that's what she graduated with from high school. That was her GPA. I also, in the in our book, you will read, I call her a unicorn because I was told a woman like Stephanie and all the qualities she has did not exist. I was told a woman like her does not even exist. So I call her a unicorn. That's another nickname that I have. Mm-hmm. So to answer that question in short, yes. She's even better in person than what you hear over the podcast or what you see on YouTube. Okay. Do you want to say something? I was going to say, and that, ladies and gentlemen, is how you dig out of a hole from being the fourth <laughs> choice. That's exactly how you do it. And so here's the other thing. And I, I read about this in the book. With my wife, everyone remembers her. She has this bubbly personality. And again, I didn't know if this would translate or not over this podcast and over YouTube. Okay. Mm. I did not know. Everybody remembers my wife. Nobody remembers <laughs> this guy. I, at church, people will come up to me later and like, you look familiar. Are you Stephanie's husband? Yes, I am Stephanie's husband. <laughs> Nobody knows my name. They'll be like, what's your name? Are you, your wife, you're, you're married to Stephanie, right? Yes, I am married to Stephanie. <laughs> and I'm, and I'm totally, I'm totally fine with that. I am cool with that. Okay. Because I married a unicorn. All right. I totally get that. However, my wife does not believe me when I tell her these stories like, hey, nobody knows me. They remember you. We interviewed one of our guests. 
And with our guests, I always give them an opportunity. I will send them a draft to review, to listen to prior to us publishing anything. Because if they say something that they don't like, it's not live, right? So we can edit it out. We can cut it, whatever. Okay. We give them an opportunity to do that because Lord knows I say on average one stupid thing per episode that I will edit out. Hands down, it's typically at least one. You you say I average five. I think I average one stupid comment or stupid story every episode that I end up having our producer cut out. So I sent this draft to one of our guests. He responds back and I, I finally called him and he called me back. He's like, hey, I got to be honest with you. When did we have this conversation? I was like, it was four or five weeks ago. I said, we've been backed out. We are prepping for our launch where we are going to launch 15 episodes, right? Over the course of two weeks. He's like, okay, what did we talk about? And I told him what we talked about. He's like, I got to tell you, I don't remember talking to you. And he's, and he goes, was it even good? And I said, yes, it was excellent. I said, it was you, me, my wife, Stephanie. We had a conversation and he goes, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Stephanie, Stephanie. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I remember now. Yes, yes. I remember that conversation. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'll listen to it. I'm like, that's, that's what I should have said. I should have opened that up. Yes. This no. is Kevin and Stephanie, the blonde, the very beautiful blonde. And that would have triggered his memory because me speaking to him and me giving him my name certainly did not trigger his memory. So that's an example. Beth, y'all, yes. So this was an opportunity for me to compliment my wife. And anytime I get that opportunity... I am going to do that, especially after her feeling like I was, she was my fourth choice, which was not true. All right. Next question. How can listeners help us? We need help. So with iTunes, for example, one thing we've learned is iTunes has a section for new and noteworthy podcast where they give you kind of prime shelf for people to find your podcast within those first two, three months. Typically what they have, they start the clock 56 days for new podcast, you can be within that new and noteworthy podcasting section within the iTunes app. So pretty much you have 56 days to build a platform to build an audience or else nobody can find your podcast unless they intentionally type in, tell us a good story. So one thing that helps is sharing on social media, please share any podcast posts that we have, but in iTunes, rate it, review it, hit the subscribe button. In YouTube, hit the subscribe button, mm-hmm. hit the bell, which means it'll alert you anytime that we drop a new clip, episode, whatever, each week. So that would be incredibly helpful to us. It's free to you, but that helps us with iTunes. If you click that subscribe button, if you rate, if we review it, that will be incredibly helpful to us. So Steph, on average, do you know what the average podcast, how long the average podcast lasts? How many episodes? Oh, I do not. Seven. Seven episodes? is the average length of each podcast. What? Yes. So we're on episode 16. So we've obviously, we've more than doubled that. Yes. But if you want to continue here, we yeah. need help. We need help. Right? To build this audience, to build this platform. So if you like what you hear, do not be afraid. Click that subscribe button. Mm-hmm. Next question. How did Kevin learn to tell stories so well? Whoa, 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 wait. Who's that from? There's no name attached to this one. How did... Kevin. Kevin. <laughs> Kevin. Who's okay. it from? <laughs> okay, I actually planted this. <laughs> I planted this question. All right. No, honey. You weren't supposed to call me out on that. Why are you like, 
stuff. I planted this question because <laughs> because I wanted to compliment somebody in the answer. Yourself. No, not myself. But if anyone out there feels that I do tell a good story, I'm honored. I'm honored that you would feel like I tell a good story. So thank you. Okay. But I planted this question because I wanted to give props to my buddy. Joe Fu Manchu Man Muck, okay. who I have heard tell stories for the past 15, 20 years. The dude is phenomenal. Again, he makes me cry laughing when I hear stories. So I've just listened to him and tried to duplicate how he tells a story. And you ruined <laughs> this moment, this compliment that I was trying to give to my buddy, a shout out on our podcast. Now, maybe I should have planted <laughs> maybe a better, a better or question. A, or just like a to fake give the compliment. name. Oh, thanks, so and so. Oh, for this asking is from this. Bob Livingston you, out in Zanesville. You literally. Hey, Bob, thank you. I'm honored. I'm honored that you feel that I tell a good story. So thank you. And I gotta, I gotta give props to Mr. Joe Fu Manchu Man Monk mm-hmm. on this. You need to realize, babe, I'm pretty quick. Three nine five. <laughs> you have said, oh, thank you, so and so, for this question. This one was like, hey, someone uh, asked, how am I so incredible and Bob handsome? Livingston. So yeah. Okay, next. So last question here, honey. This comes from Steve and Brenda Keller. You Which may, is my parents. You may They're, have, you might know them. I do know them. They're amazing. Their question they ask is, who would be your dream guest? Oh, uh, there's a lot of dream guests. One that would just be incredible. And I think I said this on our um, episode zero would be Chip and Joanna Gaines. Yes. Because they're good people. They put God first. They put their marriage second. They, you know, love on their kids. You know, they, good wholesome ha- people. they do. And they have their life together in the way that, you know, we should live our lives, which is as a family focusing, you know, to just do, make this world a better place. I'm curious what Chip's like in real life. I bet he's amazing. I bet he is. I bet he's amazing. I wonder if he's as silly as it comes across on television. I bet so. Cause I, I don't think they're fake people. They're real people. Right. So I think what you see on TV is what they are behind the scenes. I hope so. I bet they are. Cause they just look like phenomenal people. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm sure they are in, in their private life as well. So I have a couple, mm-hmm. you know, the, the one, if possible, Michael Scott would be my dream guest. Michael Scott. Now that is actually oh. a fictitious person. That would be amazing, though. But that would be fun to talk to. That would be amazing. Another dream guest would be talking to Tim Tebow. Mm, Talking about his foundation. Talking about his professional career, his college career, growing up as a missionary kid. Mm -hmm. He would have some incredible stories to share, I'm sure, uh, of behind the scenes of of what his life is like. Um, So that would be pretty fascinating. Mm -hmm. And then from from a personal standpoint, one of my dream guests, folks, would be to interview and have a conversation with coach Urban Meyer. Now, for two reasons. One, we are huge high state fans. Huge high state football fans. And so I'd love to have a conversation with him as well. However, I also from a maybe a spite standpoint, show you kind of standpoint, I have a friend, and of course when you start a podcast, folks, you reach out to your friends, okay? to be your first guest because nobody knows us. Nobody wants to talk to us. So we ask for some favors and some close friends of ours. Would you be a guest? And we had a handful of friends that obliged, even though they didn't want to, 
or if you gave them some truth serum, I'm sure they'd be like, yeah, I really don't want to be recorded doing this. <laughs> but they did it. But they did it. And they, they were it. phenomenal. And we thank them so much for putting themselves out there and recording uh, a conversation with us. However, I did have one buddy who has not accepted two of my invitations. <laughs> one via text, one staff face-to-face. I asked him to his face if, if he would be a guest, if he would be willing to have a conversation, just record it. And he started asking me questions about uh, about what what the conversation would be like, all of this. I spelled it all out for him, and he never answered me. So I'm like, okay, that apparently is him ignoring the question, and that's a hard no, okay? The next time I saw this individual, he sarcastically asked me, hey, have you booked Urban Meyer yet? Sarcastically, because he knew we were going to be reaching out to some people. And I was like, no, not yet, but he has only one phone call away, my friends. <laughs> So, because of that, I would love to have Coach Meyer, Mm -hmm. even if it's for five minutes. Coach, tell us one good story, my friend. And then I can go back to my buddy and like, listen, how about them apples, my friend? (laughs) Yes, we just booked Coach Meyer. Boom. (laughs) There you go. And again, that is is the... That is competitive side of me. I was going to say you're competitive. It's the competitive side of me coming out like, okay, I'm going to show my buddy here. Listen, we can do this. Yeah. So, anyhow, what are you excited about, honey? Just who else is going to say yes to us? The The next group that we are starting to record this week are phenomenal. Tomorrow, actually. At, we have one tomorrow. Oh, this guy. I'm two of them even, tomorrow. Oh, we have two. We do. Oh, we do have two. Oh, and they're so good, you guys. So speaking to those individuals, um, we have one on Thursday, which I'm so excited to talk to her. Just the guests that we continue to do this, have this platform to share stories with everyone else and their phenomenal right. stories. I'm excited about who we're going to meet, who we're going to talk to. I'm excited about the people that it's going to reach, right? I mean, what's what's interesting is now we're starting to get messages from people that we don't know, mm-hmm. right? So initially, like the first week, it was messages from friends that we haven't seen in a while or uh, your old coach or whatever. Mm-hmm. But now we're actually getting messages from people we don't know who they are and you know people are buying the book pre-ordering the book who we don't even know who they are Mm -hmm. which is nice i'm excited about who this is going to connect with speaking of one thing that you guys can do if you have an incredible story if you know somebody that has an incredible story get on our website kevinandstuff.com and there's a contact site contact menu click on that and you can email us even if it's just one story Mm -hmm. we would love to hear a good story and to on this episode we actually have our first call-in guest Mm -hmm. so my buddy mike fry so he calls in he's going to tell us a good story so look at that format that's what we want for you so if you have a good story to share please do not hesitate to contact us Mm -hmm. and do not hesitate to hit that subscribe button please thank you so much all right, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to start a new segment here. This is fun. Called Tell Us a Good Story. Yes. This is where we allow you, the listener, to call us and tell us a good story. So if we select your story, we will allow you to call in and tell us a good story. And we'll also let you, the listener, plug whatever you want to. Anything that's going on in your personal professional life, we'll give you an opportunity to, to plug that here. So with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to Tell Us a Good Story, Mr. Mike Fry. Mike. How's it going, guys? We're Good. so excited. Buddy, well, I appreciate excited. I appreciate you doing this. So yeah, yeah. we were at church last weekend and 
Mike came up to me and said, Hey, if you ever need a, a good story, I've got some to share. <laughs> and so I was like, you know what? This would be a perfect opportunity to have Mike as our first call in mm-hmm. guest to tell us a story or two. So I only know I know a few stories of yours, Mike, and I, I want you to share one of my favorites, right? And so the one in particular that I have in mind is I remember you had a buddy ask you to video record his kid's first birthday party. And so can you please tell stuff, tell us that story of what happened when you walked in the door of that birthday party, Mike? Okay. So Phil and Sarah are a couple that my wife and I, Margaret, we, uh, we became friends with, I knew Phil back at Otterby you know, he was in my wedding lineup, a great guy. So we're obviously naturally invited to his first daughter's first kid. Uh, one-year-old birthday party. <laughs> so, you know, they're down in Bexley. It's an idyllic setting. You've got the trees blossoming. I mean, it's it's perfect. It's in the backyard. I mean, you know, picture-perfect scene. So Phil goes, you know, he's looking around. He's like, hey, can you <laughs> – and I see him looking at me because I'm thinking he's going to ask me because he's got his camcorder out. He looks like he's excited to have somebody film this. And I'm looking, and I'm not a guy who likes to do that, but he's like, Fry, you can do it. I'm like, oh yeah, sure, sure. So he hands me the video. Uh, this is a camcorder, this isn't phones, you know? This would have been about 10 years ago, so it would have been capable, but it was a camcorder. So I look at it, he, he hands it to me in a way though, to make me feel, at least in my own mind, this thing's set and ready to go. So I'm like, okay, boom. So I look at it, I'm like, all right, so, they sing happy birthday. I mean, cake on the face. I mean, it's all there, all the moments. I mean, there was crying and laughing. It was really great. I mean, I was like, boom, right in the middle. I mean, everything is perfect. I'm steady. I'm like, you know, they, they called in a ringer here. You know, I mean, they brought somebody off in the uh, bottom of the ninth and he hit a grand Hey, Mike, didn't you tell me you're like zooming in, zooming out? You're like interviewing oh, guests at the party, walking around, getting their thoughts on the, you know, the first after, baby. Yes. Afterwards, that. afterwards. I mean, I'm like, I'm going and getting reactions, you know, because everybody's laughing at the, the little girl with the cake on her face. You know, she's one year old. We've all had that story, right? Play out in our lives. And we, we most of us have video of it. So after, I don't know, probably five minutes of interviewing people, you know, zooming in and out. I mean, I was getting good angles. I mean, it was, it was, it was, it was for myself, it was high quality. Award winning right? birthday party <laughs> video. That's right. Right. So, so at the end, I'm like, well, I've kind of hit a lot of people. I'm like, all right. So I look down at it. I push the record button and it goes one, two, <laughs> three, four. I'm like, huh. Well, that's odd. So I click it again and it stops. I'm like, all right, click it, click, click, click. At this point, I'm like, well, see, I started with the not click and it was on or was it off before? And I'm starting to, how do I review this? I got, I want to look at this. I'm like, I, I push play and it's like me push, like looking at it and pushing at it again, like again and again and again. I'm like, oh no. <laughs> I mean, I'm like, it, it dawned on me. I'm like, you know, let me tell your audience that I have a weird humor about me. I'm kind of a mix between oh. Vince Vaughn, Ben Stiller, and, you know, Larry David, you know, old school Seinfeld, Curb Your Enthusiasm. Larry wow. always does something that's unintentional, and then yeah, everybody but- gets mad at him, okay? That hey, was Mike, this story. You got a pretty high opinion of yourself there, it sounds like. <laughs> 
Jeez. I'm not saying I'm good at that. I'm just saying that's my humor. That's what okay. I enjoy watching. So I put myself in real life sometimes in these situations. So here I am with this camcorder. I go to Phil first. I'm not going to Sarah. I mean, there's no way. You don't go to the mom. You go to your buddy, you know? So I'm like, Phil. Uh, now, me and Phil have that humor between us. So we're very lighthearted, oh. you know? A little touch of sarcasm. And uh, so this time, Phil's not laughing. He's not smiling. He's like, oh, <laughs> Got a problem here. We've got a problem here. So I walk. I, I'm like cowering now. I'm backing up. And I just go back to Margaret. And I'm just <laughs> standing there in shame. Everybody's looking at me. They don't know what's going on yet, you know. So I see him tell Sarah, and her head just drops. Oh. I'm like, oh, no. After that, it's kind of a blur. I remember us being in the living room, like, a minute later, and she is hands on head, on knees, elbows. I can't. I just don't understand how something <laughs> like this happened. <laughs> I'm like, and I'm in there. I'm watching this, and I'm like, oh my gosh, I am Larry David. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> so. You're like Margaret, get the keys, get the keys, get the keys. <laughs> oh, it was fairly quickly after that. We oh. were out. I mean, there's no doubt because it was awkward. I mean. <laughs> we went to Williamsburg with, with, with them. I mean, they were like our best friends, you know, early on in marriage, you know, like we did a lot <laughs> we were. with them and we went to Williamsburg. We were, you know, it was hilarious because we show up and there's a bunch of old people there, you know, it's like, wait, this is a lot different than what I pictured. So we had a good time, you know, right after that, the baby's born, you know, a year later, you know, it's like, we had a great rapport with them after that. It was never the same. Oh, man. <laughs> Me and Phil were always cool, but uh, no, I'm just kidding. Sarah and Phil, if you guys are watching, I'm kidding. Uh, we love you guys. But uh, yeah, it was a little awkward for a little bit because it was a big moment and Mikey screwed it up. <laughs> hey, Mike, didn't you say that the mom had to like go for a walk just to like oh, let yeah. off steam? Like she was just, so mad. Yeah. Oh, no. It was her whole countenance changed. First, when he told her, her, her face goes down. And then we're inside. I, I remember her just sitting like this. And I'm like, oh, this is bad. I'm just thinking. But, of course, the, the humorous side of me, I'm laughing, too, on the inside. I couldn't do it out. But I'm, it's funny to me because I'm like, I swear I saw this on an episode of Seinfeld somewhere. Or right. something like that, you know. So, right. um, yeah, but it was after that, it was somber. We'll put it that way. In fact, I don't know if you guys know this. We reshot it. We did no. another one. Oh, did yeah, you really? We totally did another one, and it sucked. It was nowhere near close to as good. Of course, I wasn't filming this yeah. time. Hand <laughs> <laughs> the camera to that guy. No, no second chances here. Get him out of here. One strike rule. You're out. <laughs> Mike, so. my favorite part, and again, I remember this. This was like 10 years ago, but I remember it like dying laughing when you're telling me, Kevin, I'm literally, I'm going around the room. I'm interviewing like the grandparents. I'm, you know, interviewing the parents, what this Everybody. means to them, this first child. And then to know that the entire time you were not recording at all, <laughs> any of these moments, like I was crying laughing. Yeah. You tell that part better than I do because, uh, you know, you kind of forget that sometimes, but yeah, to build it up, you're talking to, yeah, you're talking to the grandma, the grandma. I mean, everybody's there. I mean, this is all not just Sarah's moment and Adeline's moment as a one-year-old baby. This is everybody's big moment. I mean, they all want to see the kid bury their face right. in the cake, and that's going to be a lasting memory forever. And it's gone. I mean, it didn't exist because let me tell you something. 
the replay was not as good. It was forced. <laughs> Adeline was crying. I mean, <laughs> they're wiping her off and then so hoping that she'll do it. You know, she's just sitting there like, you yeah. know. <laughs> We already did this, mom. You know? I've already seen this movie <laughs> once, mom. Seen this once. That's right. So yeah, it was oh. a it was a low point for, right. for me oh. uh, as far as my filming career. So I yeah. I love it. So I want to tell a story on you now, listeners. I won't do this to you. I'm not going to roast you unless I know you personally. But I want to I want to tell another story on Mike. Okay, and so Mike, feel free to chime in at any time. So of course, Mike and I know each other for the past 15 years, we'll say going back to a church we used to attend in, in Pickerington, Ohio. And some of our close friends asked us after, you know, after church, if we could go back to their house to help them move a piano. And as you know, and Mike, you've, you and I have moved several times, right? Mm-hmm. There's a handful of things I do not like to move. That's a short list. And one of those is a piano, right? Mm-hmm. Granite countertops, <laughs> uh, you know, a refrigerator piano is on that short list of things I do not like to move. So we get there and what was going on? Our buddy's parents were moving into the house and they were moving into the basement. And our friends, Paul and Michelle had this family heirloom piano and they, it was, it was you, me, Paul. And I think it was another friend, Keith, I believe Keith mm-hmm. Conley, I think was, was the, yeah, maybe the fourth guy yeah. mm-hmm. who was asked. So I think what happened, Mike, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. I think Michelle went to the most masculine, strongest men that they knew. And they Absolutely. asked us no to doubt. No go doubt. And, and help them with this piano. I think that's what, what happened. I wouldn't know who has a high opinion of themselves. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> Good point. Yeah. There could be a case made that you're host there. You're that's a, that's, that's uh, a valid point, honey. Very valid point. <laughs> So they ask us because we're probably the only ones who would, would do it, right? So yeah, sure. Let's, let's help you. So we go over there and they have this piano. It's one of those pianos that has the front legs on it and it's like stands up against the wall. Well, our friend Michelle, uh, who's the wife in this situation, she explains to Mike, myself, and Keith how this piano is a fair family heirloom, okay? So it was the grandfather's piano as a child, okay? And he's 80 years old. Okay, so this piano is, is an antique, obviously. So she's going through all this, explaining to us how important this is. And so what we've got to do, the four of us have to take this piano out through the front door, the porch, through the like mulch bed, all that, and then make a left-hand turn, and they have a walkout basement. So we've got to go down this slope, this decline, down to their walk-in, walkout basement, and put it down the basement. So this was going to be easier than trying to carry it down the steps and, yeah, okay. and turn and angle it and all that stuff. So great. Well, when was this, Mike? Like a January probably? This was like... Uh, <laughs> it was winter, right? Cause Let's just say there was snow on the ground. Yes, okay? there was snow on and the ground. it was probably sleeting on us as we're doing it. Okay. Little bits. Yeah. So, and I let me preface too. I uh, Real quick, I don't wear nice clothes a lot, okay? I'm we've noticed, Mike. Okay. We've noticed that. <laughs> For some reason, this day, I had nice clothes on, dress shoes, brown, slick, wonderful, you know, nice Makes leather. Sense. We'll just put it, we'll, we'll leave that there and let you keep going. Hey, I've been asked to carry a piano. Might as well look the part. Might as well <laughs> dress right. up for the occasion. <laughs> so, so this actually ties into what you just said earlier of the Larry David, Vince Vaughn, <laughs> kind of like art happening in real life, right? Yes. Mimicking real life. Mm-hmm. Yep. So. 
we start to carry this thing. And of course, it's a beast of a piano. And we get outside again, there's snow on the ground. And Mike has his back to the hill. And so he's backing up, backing up, going down this hill. Okay. I'm across from Mike. Well, so I'm going down this hill, you know, in front of him. And so his back to the hill. And all of a sudden, his end of the piano just drops to the ground, <laughs> completely just drops to the ground. <laughs> I'm like, what in the world? And so I look at Mike and Mike is rolling down the hill with the piano leg in his hand that just snapped off. (laughs) So we put the piano down and I, again, Michelle was very sensitive, right? Mm -hmm. To this piano as a family heirloom, but I could not help it. I bust out laughing because again, this is like a Mike Fry, Larry David type yeah, moment absolutely right? i told you it's real exactly exactly right so mike mike picks himself off the ground and he's got this piano leg in his hand that like he's a trophy yes yeah, they like, just snapped yeah. off and he just walks back up like hey sorry hey sorry about this guys like like what do we do now and like i could not stop laughing and yeah. still to this day yeah. i'm cry- crying laughing when i think about that moment you and that was my low hill, that was my low moment for being a mover. Yes, we have the pro- <laughs> low moment for shooting any kind of video for anything. And then we have the moving. So now we've checked off two boxes for people that know me. Don't ask Mike to move and don't ask Mike to film anything. It's most likely going to end up in some kind of a hilarious later disaster, you know? So. Epic failure. Right. <laughs> so. Well, Mike. I love it. I absolutely love it. Thank you for being our first call in. And what is the name of the book that you wrote? Okay. The, the book's uh, title is goat envy. So that goat stands for greatest of all time. Uh, It's an acronym. uh, And the subtitle is an analysis of the role that fan narrative plays in the debate over which number 23 is the greatest of all time. So uh, LeBron James versus Michael Jordan. And if somebody wants to connect with you, social media, mm-hmm. what's your preference? Mm-hmm. Twitter, um, Facebook, Instagram, you know, what's your um, handle? For, for me, uh, Facebook is what I usually use because um, I guess I'm old school. I was once training a girl in our family owned gym and she goes, nobody uses Facebook anymore. I'm like, I was 30 <laughs> at the time. I'm like, I'm not that old yet. <laughs> you know? So, uh, but uh, Facebook, Instagram. So Instagram and Twitter is uh, goat underscore envy. Okay. And then uh, Facebook is just Goat Envy. And then my book's website is GoatEnvyBook.com. I have ebook and paper book available. So uh, perfect. appreciate your support. And so, yeah. Perfect. Well, Mike, thank you so much, my friend. We appreciate Thanks. you being our very first call-in yep. to our episode. So thank That's you, sir. I, I set records. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Listeners, if you like what you just saw, like what you just heard, Please go to iTunes, go to YouTube, and subscribe, rate, review this podcast. That's the only way we'll be able to continue to produce this. Where else can they go, Stephanie? They can go to kevinandsteph.com. That's all I know, though. So, is that it? You crushed it. Yes, crushed it. Thank you, listeners. The story of my life, I give a heart. I spend her love until she's broke.